<laughs> I'm still dying to how you expose my ignorance. I thought I was doing something with psoriasis. You're like, you mean cirrhosis? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there just like, mm-hmm. that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> So, just to, to to catch everyone up that's missed the last bit of the conversation, this week we're going to talk about stages in life, uh, in particular parenthood. I know that we've talked about parenthood before amongst ourselves, and I guess I wanted I wanted to kind of like just dive in there. Like we know that Roy is going to be a new parent, so let's talk about uh. Let's talk about how you're going to fuck up, Roy. No. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of fuck-ups. <laughs> Let's not lie about this. I mean, I guess ge- generally, though, like, how are, you f- how are you feeling about it? Like, how are you... What's what's your mind state like right now? Is it different now than it was, like, five months ago? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say my uh, mindset has changed as soon as January 1st hit. Just because, you know, it's like, okay, this year the baby's going to come out. And, um, you know, you try to read as much as you can, you know, with all these books. I've gotten, like, maybe two books, and I bought one myself. I read some of it. Some of it's helpful, but it's some of it seems, like, somewhat old school with the way they kind of talk to you, to the man. Uh, I don't know if they kind of, like, dumb it down for you <laughs> or they make you feel or make you feel good. They're like, hey, your contribution is, is, is good, you know. It's like... A, um, I know it's like insignificant compared to to what a woman can handle, but the way I see it is like you know I'm just gonna do the best I can with trying to support her and the baby. Um, and there's gonna be there's gonna be moments where I'm just gonna be like very tired, and I think I'm just gonna start training myself since I'm going back tonight to like just continue that schedule so that when she does breastfeed the baby at 12 at midnight or two in the morning i'm there burping it changing it the diapers and all that stuff for until like two three in the morning and then i can go back to sleep and then she she can go back and um cover the rest of the shift until i wake up at 10 or 11 in the morning so i think i think we're just going to find a way to stagger it that way we can somewhat um help each other out but um yeah man it's it's gonna be a lot of mistakes out there go ahead Derek. you have something on your mind I do. You don't do so well. <laughs> so what? So what? What? What made you? What tipped you off that your books were like uh, catering mm. uh, or patronizing to you? Was it like a sudden shift in monosyllabic words? Was it like you were reading Doctor Seuss? You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it felt like it was a mixture of, I don't know, like somewhat condescending stuff. It's I don't know. It's just like one of the books I read was assuming like oh yeah this is for your boy your boy your boy your boy your son your son your son mm. i was like where's the daughter like where's the unit you know just you're not incorporating yeah. you're just no inclu- inclusivity um so there's that and then there's like oh you know just pretty lame dad jokes that mm. it's like no there's no way i'm gonna be that <laughs> there's no way i definitely no i mean was I definitely thought of it. Uh, it could be inappropriate. I don't give a shit. It's funny. Uh, you said you. 
<laughs> you said you read a book it kept saying your son your son your son i if they were me i'd be like was this book made in china what's going on <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. hey hey oh you know what that's not that's tame. I, i'm glad you, that's tame i'm that's glad tame. you prefaced yeah i'm glad you prefaced it with maybe inappropriate <laughs> i'll go there i'll go there it's funny Just it's not in bad taste <laughs> No, it's not bad taste. I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, China is suffering because of that one child policy and leaning towards to yeah. being a boy. So That's true. I was a kid because um, I re- like I remember reading about that and seeing that on the news. And I remember I was a kid, and I remember I looked at my mom and I was like, "Mom," uh, and this is me at like ten or twelve. I was like, "Don't you need girls though?" <laughs> 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 like. That's only yeah, half the equation. You, know, you need girls, right? Yeah. Like we can't, yeah. we can't do it ourselves. No, no. <laughs> Someone no. didn't take it through. <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's crazy because that's, that's like uh, an extremely well. The other thing is like that policy was necessary at the time, like to control and curb the population. So, like in, in some senses, it's sort of like you it, you got to take the good with the bad, like. Like it, it's huge. Like horrible things happen right. because of the policy, but also like you got the population under control, and then you know we're able to like invest more in in the people that were there. So anyway, I I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this. Obviously, I'm not saying that it's that it's like a good idea, but I think it's like, I mean, you know, it, it's a it was a crazy hard decision potentially that they had to make but definitely they the consequences were extreme but that like, that's a, an extreme consequence mm-hmm. yeah. but that was a generational decision too because like it's not like like honestly it's kind of like if you if you ground your child you like if they if something happens you're like oh i need to step in if you ground your child you say you can't leave this room for a week you don't say hey you don't like you don't leave this room for a year because cause it's like there could be some wide-reaching consequences of that amount of time. Like, I feel like it should have yeah. been like, hey, why don't we just institute this for like the next three or four years? Because mm-hmm. and then someone I'm sure somebody was just trying to get a raise uh, in that policy room was like, why don't we just make it 15, 20 years? And then they're like, I like the, I like this guy's moxie. <laughs> I like I like, I like the way you think you're you're promoted. And then 30 years later, it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, well, so what other questions you guys have for me? Come, you know. Well, okay. So, all right. So, in in previous conversations, I know that we talked about like the way that we grew up and the way you know, like you know, I was hit. Pretty much all of us in our pretty our generation was more hit than this than this current generation. We were disciplined. Um, We weren't hit. Like, let's just let's just clear that up. Like, we got hit as a part of being disciplined. For everybody listening, we none All of right. us were beat. None of us were beat. None of us were beat. <laughs> yeah. Let's just so we weren't up. okay, fine. Abuse is not what we were experiencing. We were experiencing a different form of discipline that's less common now. Is that yeah? Okay. Okay. It's discipline. I mean my, my, my point is that like as a as a society, a lot of people are it's frowned upon now, right? Like yeah. using physical 
means to discipline your kid is is frowned upon. Like, there's just no right. You guys agree? <laughs> Do you not agree? I mean, yeah. I think I think a lot of people of color <laughs> tend to use the physical discipline route. Um, perfect perfect okay so you're I, I think, a person I, of color i think it's i think it's i think it's it's uh lower on the list of go-to's than before yeah yeah i don't it's think not, it's completely eliminated right but it, it's no, not it's, it's not the no, first not. option yeah yeah i mean no it's not completely elim- eliminated but like okay fine it's not completely eliminated it's down the list maybe mm-hmm how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about that now that, you know, you're closer to the to the deadline? Obviously, like, the first few years, there's basically, like, no discipline <laughs> to yeah. be had. So we yeah. can skip this conversation. And how do you, and how want, do you feel that it, th- that, uh, how do you feel within the context of having a baby girl? Okay, so good questions. And I, I feel ambivalent about it, about it just because me as a young kid, I, t- I, I knew that, when I did something wrong and I knew something was coming from my dad, um, it's uh, to myself, I thought, well, you know, it'd be good if my dad was able to just sit me, sit me down and just talk to me. But there was some time where I said, okay, I deserve that. I was being a little dick, you know, mm-hmm. and I was mature enough to, to acknowledge that. But um, it's just something, I don't know, I'm just wired differently that I just wanted to push people's buttons and see how they react. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But now, but going back to the question to Derek's, Derek's question on me having a girl, it, and this is how I felt if, if I was to have a girl that, you know, I would treat them as gentle as possible, but at the same time, just like in the baby shower game, I'm going to be the disciplinarian. So doesn't mean I'm, I'm going to, um, discipline her to the point where like, I'm like physically hurting her. I don't want to do that. Um, but I'm definitely going to have to sit down with her and have multiple conversations to make sure that, you know, don't do it again and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. I, I mean, women nowadays are tough just as men. So, I mean, if she keeps it up, you know, she might just get a little, you know, the taste of my backhand, you know, who knows? (laughs) You're, you're mute, Derek. Derek, you. You mean like a little swat? A little swat, yeah. <laughs> all I heard was like, all I heard was equal opportunity disciplinarian. Hey, that's how I see it too. You know, if you want to be treated like a guy, all right. You want to be treated like a girl, okay. You know, everyone's going to get that equal opportunity of ass whooping. <laughs> that's how I see it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can see where you're coming from. Like, I don't have kids, but I, the more, like, it's completely different. But the more I really kind of put myself in that position, like, I feel like my heart would literally break if I even, like, thought about, like, physically, like, disciplining, like, a, my, my, my daughter, my little girl. Like, I'd be like, ah. Oh. And then that's where that whole cliched shit of is gonna hurt me more than it hurts you come, yeah. comes in. I think that's mm-hmm. really to, honestly I think that's more reserved for like dealing with with fathers dealing with their little girls. 
Because if it's a, honestly, I'm not saying, I'm not advocating one thing or another, but I'm just saying if it's a little boy, like, you'd be like, man, get your ass over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but hey, I I feel the same way, Derek. But I think, I think, I think girls, I think girls uh, just, you could call this a stereotype or whatever, but I think girls tend to just be, um, and it's not a stereotype because it just kind of more or less is true i think girls develop quicker and they're like they develop quicker and so they're part of that development is like their communication skills like they're able to like talk and listen more so um and more effectively than little boys do because yeah. i think you know yeah that's just my theory I, and i think that that probably comes into play with with dealing with uh behavior with kids like yeah. you probably have a little bit easier time than actually talking to not just talking to your daughter, but your daughter actually hearing and listening what you're saying and being able to pick up on those cues, like those changes of tone, like volume, things like that. Like, like I feel like they're going to be a little bit more sensitive to that and be able to like process it and understand it quicker than like boys might. Boys might. So like, like I just think of myself like as a, as a little kid. Like my like emotional intelligence and, and communication didn't really like kick in for me until I was like a late teenager. Really, really. Hmm. And I don't mean just in. I don't mean just. I mean just in general. Like. I wasn't able to like pick up on those the subtleties of those things until I was like a like set like 16 17. That's when I started to like really pay attention to those like, oh, maybe this is what she means. You know, like like real life skills that you're going to need like later on to know like if one thing if or if a word means uh something else like like k, like the like if someone says you like if someone responds to you and says okay or just k you're like, oh, f- oh man, I'm in deep shit, you know. Or <laughs> if someone says, oh no, it's fine. Oh, sh- oh, I'm in deep shit. Like it's not fine, you know. Like those little things. I feel like men don't pick up on those things until later, if ever. And so I think that that until they're like thir- thirty-seven or 30. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, bro, I was gonna say like, I was gonna say like fifty. I was gonna say like fifty. <laughs> like to your too old to do anything about it. You're like, well, fuck, I'm too old now. I know what she yeah. means, but I'm too old to change now. <laughs> let me, let me, let me just apologize. Right. <laughs> Maybe I should apologize. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Hold on. Yeah. So I want to I want to I want to make sure that I got this cuz I think it's important and I want to make sure that I understand. So basically like equal opportunity like being being an equal opportunity disciplinarian like that is something that you want to be but you recognize that when it comes to different the different genders of kids you may be inclined to go a little more heavy-handed on the boys, for example, than on the girls, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but wanting to be an equal opportunity disciplinarian, like that is a sort of like on top of that. So like you're going to have to restrain yourself when it comes to disciplining boys. And maybe you're going to have to go a little bit heavier when it comes to disciplining girls, but that's not your natural inclination, right? Do uh, I, yeah, I, I guess... No? 
No, no, I mean, you're somewhat right. I mean, I really don't care if you have, you know, genitals hanging or not. Like, I'm going to treat you the same way. I'm, you're just a human to me. That's how I see it. You're just a human. Sure, yeah, if you yeah, want, yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to set an example for whoever it is, because women are going to be getting more of the... They're going to have more obstacles in front of them than men do. Okay. Facts. So if I want if I want to set the example like, hey, at the beginning of childhood, you're gonna be like, I'm gonna be getting in front of her, you know, I might be doing some weird things that men will do out in the streets and stuff like that. It's like, hey, this is what you're gonna experience. What are you gonna do? And I would want her to defend herself when when it comes to mm-hmm. like, uh, well, maybe learning some sort of MMA stuff or Muay Thai or you know, choke the fuck out of him. Maybe fucking disrespects you. <laughs> yeah. You know. So yeah. that's no, that's the kind of stuff I'm yeah. talking about. So. I'm just. I just want to prepare her because that's you can only do so much until she's out in the real world by herself. Um, and it's just, it's not just when it comes to like protecting yourself. It's just just emotionally, just you know the kind of guys that are out there, uh, you know the kind of opportunities that are out there. You know, like you're a person of color too. You know, you're gonna you have the mel- melanin melatonin. Um, melanin. No, oh, melanin. Mel- oh, yes. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Thank you. Melanin. Melatonin makes you sleep. Melanin That's right. Sleep. Melanin yes, makes you yes. persecuted. When you said melatonin, I was like, yes, yes. I'm not alone. Yes. No, don't, don't worry. Luis is going to slip up, too. I know, right? I'm just waiting. Not today. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she's going to she's gonna get dark. Not as dark as me, but she's going to have some pigment to her skin. And I would want her to know, like, hey, you know, people are going to see you differently. You know, you, 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 you might be half white, half brown, but other people are going to see you. It's like, okay, you're, where are you from? You know, mm-hmm. why is your hair so wavy like that? Oh, you, they probably want to. Hawaiian? <laughs> what was that? You Hawaiian? You, you Hawaiian? Hawaiian or something? Yeah. You never know. That's what my sister got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I even got like Iranian or something, or yeah, it was something strange. Just like, oh, that's new, but no. <laughs> that that's a new one. <laughs> that's a new one. Let me add that to my toolbox. <laughs> no, that that's so a, a good, lot. That's a good point. A lot of that stuff though lands under like confidence, like ha- having the confidence to stand up to people or having the. The confidence to know who you are to not like not let other pe- people bring you down and i guess my experience with like all right so you guys say that you weren't hit i was and my experience is that when wait, you were, wait 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 hold okay, on we there well you oh, yeah you were, no no you said you said you were disciplined i'll that's fine i said i wasn't beat i said i wasn't oh, fine. i was fine okay. yeah because discipline and not getting hit are like synonymous I'm so glad. I'm so, I'm so. I'm so. I'm dying that me and Roy just had that same uh, look right now. <laughs> what? Like, same look. What? <laughs> fine, fine. I, I, I don't feel as strongly that a lot of my dis- discipline or hitting was fair. Actually, when I was a kid, and for me, that had that like led to confidence issues. So like, I didn't. I didn't feel good all the time. Like, I didn't feel confident. I didn't feel good, and I feel like a lot of that stuff, like. Now going to therapy, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that stuff is tied together. Mm. And so, like, confidence, it, like, build, how do you build a kid's confidence? That, to me, is, like, 
it's it's a complex puzzle how do you do it i know how like you don't do it like you don't put your kids down you don't put you know like you don't talk to them you know you talk to them as adults you don't talk to them as like kids basically or the way that you think you should talk to kids and so like i guess to me that 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 falls a lot under like uh confidence building and less of like discipline like building self-discipline is different from confidence to me well part of that is is, is talking with them not talking at them yeah Um, that's that uh, that was you know growing up and especially not growing up but like once i um hit a certain age after like the formative years were kind of done or more or less it was just like i remember having a conversation with my mom and dad and, and just talking with them and being like I remember, like, just talking with them. I was like, I remember as a kid, like, you talked to me, me and Lindsay, a lot. Like, you talked mm-hmm. to you talked to us. Like, it wasn't just telling us what to do, and it was, and it definitely wasn't hitting us because, like, like, the whole physical discipline was like literally the last resort. Like, I remember that they would talk to us, and it wasn't just like randomly. It was like every day they pick it. Like, my mom would pick us up from school, <clears throat> and you know. Hey, hey, how are you doing? How was your day? What did you learn? And then, like, when we were at home, uh, you know, we would, like, if I was doing homework, like, she would make us tell her about, like, what we're doing or if we were reading, tell her about what we were reading. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and then not even if it was just homework, like, it was just like if she was, like, if we were just hanging out, if if she was watching TV or she was cooking dinner or something, like, um, or she was sewing. Uh, we would just talk, just, just talk. And then, um, for me, I feel like looking back, that had a big effect on confidence because it wasn't just a parental figure telling you what to do and you, and it wasn't just you looking at that parental figure as just a disciplinarian or just a person to fear. It was like, oh, I'm talking with this person. Like I'm discussing things. And as a, as a growing individual, as a little individual, you kind of like learn to, have confidence not only in you know your topic of discussion but you have confidence to like express yourself and 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 i think that's a huge because like that i think to me i think that's one of the things that a lot of grown-up grown-ass people um that kind of a lot of the insecurities a lot of issues stem from like not being able to express them or not feeling like they can express themselves Mm -hmm. or they're not confident in the way that they can express themselves to the point where they are confident themselves that whoever they're expressing themselves to is going to get what they're saying. And I think that's like, and that creates anxiety for a lot of people. I think a lot of people don't like open up because they're not sure if they're going to be understood, you know, or they're going to feel rejected. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's a big thing. Like looking back, that was a big thing for both my mom and my dad. Like we would, we didn't talk about everything, but we did talk often. And I think that, like, looking back, that was something that I think was super formative, like, for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's super important. I think, and that's one of the things, like, when you're, like, they, you hear it on the radio, they, t- they say, talk to your kids. Like, that's, a, that's real shit. Like, you do have to talk to your kids because I think just that development is essential in building, like, confidence and being able to express yeah. themselves and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah. 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 No, hundred percent. I think, I think for me, like it really has taken a lot of time and work. And I, I feel like, you know, seeing my parents from a, of a, from a perspective of survival, which is always like, 
you know, they were doing what they what they could to, to survive given the tools they had. It sort of like puts it in a different perspective for me. But yeah, I think that that development thing I'm seeing in a lot of my nieces and nephews, like, you know, they're 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 able to express themselves in a way that I couldn't when I was a kid. And I feel like a lot of it really is that, you know, talking to your kids like like adults and treating them like like how like kind of how you want to be treated. And of course, like, you you know, you have to mix that in a little bit with like you're responsible for them. <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say, like, you got to be careful with that. Tre- talking They're to not your adults. friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got to have to. There's a fine, subtle line that you kind of have to like let them know that like yeah like we can talk you can come to me but i'm still your parent at least for the first like 18 to 20 years because there's a point like after where you can like kind of loosen up and you know kind of open up to that side of being a friend but for me i don't know like roy i don't know what your thoughts are but for me i know that like when i become a parent from zero to freaking 20 it's parent mode. Like I'm your, I'm not your friend. We can be friends once I know that you can take care of yourself and, and, and you can function in the world. Like when I say function, I mean like you can like you're responsible and you can take care of your shit. Like then I, then I know that we can be friends Then we, yeah, then let's, let's do that. But up until that point, nah, this is, this is parent right here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'm going to, I'm a mixture of both Derek. Um, I see what you're saying. Um, I think the approach I would want to take is just just seeing the kind of people who rely so much on their friends, ignorant friends, you know, where they decide to go do drugs, gangbang, do some inappropriate stuff, graffiti tagging, that kind of shit. You know, you kind of do wish you were a friend with your kid. And that way you can talk to, because if you're a friend, then someone who has that wisdom um, can tell that friend, like, or can tell that, can tell your kid that, you know, just watch out from this. I've seen this before me growing up. You know, you can avoid those kind of pitfalls in life. Because um, the last thing you want is bailing out your kid from jail at midnight. Or getting Mm -hmm. shot um, by a cop because he was hanging around with the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, you got to have those street smarts where, like, you want to be a parent and a friend, too, Mm -hmm. to help them avoid those kind of things. Yeah. I guess I've heard that being described, like, less of a friend, but more of, like, a a guide. Or a mentor. Because the other thing is, like... A mentor, yeah, like you, you, yeah. you couldn't, like you can have a really, really smart friend, but if you don't want to listen to them, that's fine. Or you won't, if you don't go to them for advice, then you're never gonna know. But like, so that that's where like the kind of, I feel like that thing that Derek was talking about, like talking to your kids, is a is like building that rapport as a men, as a as a guide and as a mentor, yeah, in order to, you know, to kind of instill that in them that 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 like you're their you're their parent so as that as that fact you have what's best for them in mind you're not going to tell them everything what to do all the time and you're not going to be there all the time but if they need help that's when like you know sort of swooping back in under the necessity. yeah because you don't want to reach to a point where like you just let them fail and then you don't decide to help them up Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yo, 
I the best I can I can like illustrate this is like growing up I can I can remember vividly my mom and my dad telling me listen to us we're your parents we're not gonna tell you anything to do we're trying to make sure that you do the right thing because we're not always gonna be around and we want to make sure that you can take care of yourself and you do the right thing <clears throat> I remember before starting college. I remember my dad would tell me more so than my mom. My dad would be like, "Just pretend, just behave as if you were your your you and your mom uh, were standing right there." And in my mind, I kept thinking, "Well, what the fuck is the point of going away to college? Like, the whole point is so. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> why, why, why? There's, that doesn't sound like fun, but um, but that shit is real because, like, in Star Wars, like." At the end, when uh, Luke's flying in the Death Star and he hears Obi-Wan, he hears his voice, even though he's not right next to him. That shit is real because I can't tell you how many times I was out like in Davis and not even in Davis, just like after Davis, like in real life. Um, how many times I could hear my mom or my dad in my head when something was going on? I could hear them like give me like kind of like advice you know, like on the celestial plane or whatever. Like I could hear them like echoing in my head. And I was just like, this is creepy, but this is kind of awesome at the same time. Like I remember one time I was living in Berkeley, there was these two kids, they were like running up and down the stairs. And then like I was coming down the stairs and then they were making hella noise. And then I was like, hey, like I didn't yell at them, but I was like, it was very stern. I was like, hey, you guys want to cut it off, knock it off? Like you're making a lot of noise. And then they were like, we're sorry. And then I was like, don't be sorry. Just, just, just be careful. And then like, when the I got right outside, thing. I was like, I was, it was like an out of body experience. It was like my dad was talking through me. I was like, that was creepy as fuck. Damn. Father Derek. Father I was like, Oh my Derek. God. I got a shiver. I was like, Oh my God. But, but no, for real, like for me, and what you said, Roy, you, you were like, you said something. You were like, you know, you don't want your kid to like, you don't to call you asking to come bail you out of jail. I know for a fact that was a big fear of mine. That was, th it wasn't the fact of getting like arrested or anything. It was like, you know what? If I get arrested, fucking keep me here. Cause I am not going to want to, like, if, if my <laughs> parents have to come down here, like, I don't want to go with them. Just keep me here. Like, it's going to be way worse <laughs> with them. <laughs> So, so uh, that was like, that was a motivating factor for me. Like it wasn't so much just, it wasn't like my parents, but it was just like, it wasn't so much just, just the thought of my parents. It was just like hearing them oftentimes in my head, uh, even when I didn't necessarily want to, but those times when maybe when I didn't want to is like, were times where maybe I didn't realize that I really did need to hear them because it really steered me clear of a lot of shit, you know? So um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I'm still going to go with like, for me, it's going to be parent mode. Like I'm going to be 85% parent. I'll show them my fun side every now and then just so they know that I'm not a freaking Terminator or a robot, but that parent mode is going to be, it's going to be, that dial is going to be turned for most of the time. And then as they get older, they get wiser they learn about the world and they can take care of themselves. Then I'm gonna, you know, turn it down. Turn it down. Fifty-fifty. Yeah. They, they, the thing is, like, they, they don't really need to see that friend mode too much. 
Like I get, <laughs> like because I'm just imagining just like bit. just a little bit, just every now and then, just drop it in. But uh, but I think yeah, like the parent mode most of the time makes makes sense. Like you don't you don't need you don't need to. They don't need to see that as much. I think it's like they recognize that you know you're a generation or two above them, so it's like not even like you. They will actually be equivalent to any kind of friend that they have at any point. I'll say a little bit of a little bit of friend mode goes a long way, like because the little glimpses I've seen from like my mom and my dad over the years, especially after like during and after college, just those little tiny glimpses was enough for me to be like, "Dang, I didn't know you did that," or "I didn't know you got down like that," or "I didn't expect you to say that." And that little bit goes a mm. long way. I'm like, "Oh, okay," like so it mm-hmm, helps you to see mm-hmm. them as more than just your parent. And that those little moments you remember, and that helps. I think that little those little glimpses, the little memories. Like they go a long way, at least for me. Yeah, I, I agree. So, Roy, how are you going? How are you planning on showing your fun side to your kids? Ooh, are they gonna <laughs> ever meet Ray? Are they, are gonna, they meet Ray? gonna meet Ray? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe at her uh, quinceanera. Oh, Get Ray out. Yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? Are you my dad? <laughs> You see me? Oh, that's Ray. <laughs> uh, in case no one knows, uh, Ray is my alternate drunk personality. His alter ego. Alter ego. <laughs> but yeah, that's I don't know. I think, like you know me, I'm a gamer. I I would hope and wish that my daughter kind of gets into like uh mario games you know maybe you can play mario party or mario kart and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um you know um we can dress as toad and toadette whatever during <laughs> halloween <laughs> you know a little fun stuff like that i guess um but i guess i'm talking about like during the first six to seven years until they start losing interest mm-hmm. but i think those things um Depending, uh, depending, it depends. But I think those things never really go away. Like, like, you're you're gonna be like the plague uh, once they hit like twelve, thirteen. They're gonna, they're gonna, oh my god, dad, get away! Oh my god, oh my god! <laughs> but they're always gonna have those memories, and so like that, those those first, I think that those first like you know ten years, they're that's when it's gonna be like they're gonna remember those most of the time, and. And yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna have to take a quick break. Cause Roy's no, dinner no. Roy's dinner just came. <laughs> Part- like a bunch of green on that plate. <laughs> hope, I was like, Ooh. hope the audience Monica just made some uh, mm. pizza and put a shitload of arugula on top. Mm. Oh so, man. Ho- hopefully the audience will understand as they hear in the background. No, no, they won't understand. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we're just going to have to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up, people. To be continued. To be continued. <laughs> don't adjust don't adjust your your dials, your uh, your, your, your phones or your, or your earphones. It's not a giraffe lapping up water. It's just giraffe. <laughs> it's just oh, just dinner. It's just dinner. <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask you, Roy. I don't want to take you away from your uh, your meal, but you can multitask. I'm sure you can eat 
oh, yeah. with your mouth. Yeah, Luis, you Luis can it. edit it out. Mm. Yeah, you can eat with your mouth full. I've, I've seen this from experience. Uh, <laughs> or you can talk with your mouth full. Everybody can eat with their mouth full. Duh. Uh, but um, so where do you see yourself in terms of uh, things like tea parties Ooh. and things like that? Like, Ooh. Do you see yourself having tea with the queen in pearls and gloves and festive Sunday hats? <laughs> My lady, would you like some more sugar cubes? <laughs> <laughs> or pull out a Margaret Thatcher uh, voice. I don't know if you know that, but that was like this old British prime minister back mm-hmm. in the 70s. And if you guys watch The Crown, she has this like very deep voice, very elegant kind of hairstyle And I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I want to mimic her voice so you can get a good idea. Um, um, Let's hear this. uh, How's it go? How's it go? Uh, So, uh, it's kind of deep. (laughs) It comes from the, deep in the bowels, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Damn, you gave me a taste. I was right. Oh, you took yeah. it away. I took it away. Yeah. Ow. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> Ow. What? I don't know what this sure. one sounds like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think I would just want her to kind of stay away from those stereotypical gender role kind of games. You know, I'm not just because I'm, just because you're a girl doesn't mean you have to be doing tea parties, right? Okay. But what if she just want. What if she just wants? To? If she what wants if, it, that's fine. But you know, I can always introduce her. Hey, uh, what about these? here's some you whiskey know, tasting are... parties? <laughs> <laughs> Daddy needs a little whiskey. <laughs> Daddy, you want to have a tea party? Only if it's only if I can bring some mezcal for you to try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ew, is that a worm? Oh, no, no. Don't worry about that, honey. <laughs> don't worry about that. A worm? <laughs> so that brings... I'm glad that you said that because I had another question, but you segued perfectly into this question. So... Oh, that was so perfect. So being that you're very conscious and aware of gender roles and things like that, are you going to make it a point to to make sure that um, your daughter gets to see you cooking, cleaning, doing things that have traditionally and, and previously been relegated as male or female um, behave uh, activities or or chores or or housework. So I'm so glad you brought that up. So I want my child to be able to see. Um, Everything I do is a good example of being a good partner, um, good social skills, good life skills. You know, like in this world, it's you're you're on your own and you're going to have to learn how to do things on your own. So she's going to watch me cook and clean and she's going to do it as well. Not because of a general. It's just it's, I see it as more as a life skill. Um. All the traditional um, recipes, Peruvian recipes, she's going to have to learn that from my mom or from me. Um, with, with the way she dresses, at that point, 
I don't really care what she dresses like. Um, all I and I feel and there's this one thing that I feel strongly about is if for some reason she feels like she doesn't feel like she's she associates her identity as a female anymore at at a young age. I'm gonna be like fuck that. You decide that on your own when you're 18. And I'm not gonna pay for any fucking operation. <laughs> okay, Fair just throwing enough. that out there. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> that's that's fair. I mean, like you you pay taxes, you can decide whether you're whether what to put what 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 box. Yeah, you know that's yeah. fair. That's fair. I think that <clears throat> you know I think everybody has their own um, opinions and 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 things and thoughts on that, but. Um, just purely from a documented and legal standpoint, that is fair. Like you're an adult, you you're an adult, you can make that choice on your own. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, hopefully that answers your question. I think that was yeah. that was somewhat broad, and that was broad enough, right? Yeah. The an- answer matched the question. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna see your daughter like changing oil and shit at <laughs> six. Changing <laughs> tires, changing oil. Yeah. <clears throat> Why not? Well, why not? I mean, it's it's sad to see. I mean, it's sad when you well, see those in the movies. Well, well, we're it's like, oh, at six. oh it's- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's. That I was like, well, just only my only concern is that she's sick. Here's it's some spark plugs. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just. But I like. But I like where your. I like where your. Where your, where your mind is. Yeah, it's it's sad seeing those movies like where you see a cop pulling over and helping a. The damsel in distress, like, oh, can you help me change my tire? And like, uh, okay, it's just like one of those things, like, uh, you know, you think, you know, you could like teach your kid this at an early age. I feel like you start at an early age, everything will fall into place, dude. Because they're going to be active, they're going to be very, uh, um, they're going to be inquiring about all these things, like, hey, what are you doing? I want to know what you're doing, you know, things like that. True. And also, try to find a way to move to move away from this um, our mentality of relying on someone else to do your job. Or to do Nowadays. what you need all the time. Oh, I hope so. God, yes. I'd say that's not even really like a... Uh, well, just, I mean, that's the shift, well, right? Because of more technology nowadays. The more advanced it gets, then everything's kind of like... Oh, okay. What do, mean your, what do you mean your job? I was going to say, yeah, that's not like a technological thing. No. I just that, that, that's just part of raising a, um, a, just a decent human being. And I hope that yeah. that's something for sure that you instill because we need more of that. We've always, I feel like mankind's always needed, needed more of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you mean yeah. like, like, what do you mean by your job? Like things that you could do, but you didn't learn yeah, to? Things yeah. That like you, cooking. Things or, that... Exactly. You know, yeah. things that are like very basic, things that they should be teaching you at school, but they don't anymore, you know, mm-hmm. or because of budget cuts. It's just like, you know, at, at that kind of age, you are able to absorb so much knowledge that you should take advantage of it and and that and definitely set yourself up for life. You know, that's that's the way I see it, dude. I mean, I wish I, to be honest, I learned how to play the piano as a kid, but my dad ended up selling the piano. I'm like, eh, I wish you kind of didn't do that because I would wanted to take some lessons, you know. But, but yeah, little things like that. 
I don't know how much uh, like oil change you could learn when you're a baby, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I feel it. I mean, yeah, like I think there's. I a mean, lot it of... doesn't have to be changing the oil. It can just be like, hey, this is a screwdriver. You know, this yeah, is a socket yeah. wrench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think I feel you completely on the sort of just extremely basic. Not even just because you mentioned too, like life skills, like how to talk to people, how to. You know, just sort of basic social as well as some technical skills that can take you a long way or at the very least can give you some amount of independence. Um, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And, and it is something that I think is lacking, not necessarily because of any particular thing. I just think it's actually like, you know, it's not always straightforward to teach how, how to like build all the life skills um while while keeping your sanity because it's sort sort of like you know when you're teaching this kid it becomes like a it's it's a whole other job right like it it, Mm -hmm. when you only have like four or five hours with them like how much can you really teach them and you're tired from work and you haven't slept and all these things like sort of add up so i think a lot of kids are missing that stuff not because of lack of care but just because like fuck who's got the time to teach the kids all this stuff and i mean it's you know it's not to say that it's not important for sure i completely agree i do think that there's just a little bit of you know uh it's not like a a lack of care that that makes this stuff happen it's just kind of like fuck everyone's just everyone's just you know struggling to do whatever they can and it everyone's just trying to get by everyone's just trying to get by you're Um, trying to survive yeah no, but I think I think yeah, like having this as goal, like to 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 really you know nurture someone to be strong and to be independent and to be self sufficient, and um, is a really important thing. I'm just googling my little pit stop, like from <laughs> <laughs> like my little so pony. you can like yeah, yeah. yeah, like my little pit stop, like where you can like. <laughs> You know, like figure out how to do an oil change safely, and it's like <laughs> kid age. Yeah, because they have those little kitchen sets where you have a little pot and you have a little easy yeah. bake oven in there. Where's the yeah. Where's the Jiffy Lube version of this? Yeah, they got they got like they got like uh, they got like a little My Little Jackhammer, My Little My Little My Little Tire Jack, My Little. They have like little overalls with grease spots. That's they got like. They got an oil can. They got like a little dipstick. It's it's cool. Yeah, that'd be cute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, hey, Luis, just to piggyback on that. Hey, man, that's the hustle and bustle of USA. They we work just so much, so many hours per week. Yeah. And like yeah, and people don't really have time for themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. You just gotta kind of be lucky and strike it rich, and. Or invest your money right so that you don't have to work, uh, you know, till you're 70, basically. You mean you're not going to, like, teach your child how to plan the perfect heist at age six? (laughs) (laughs) And that's how you crack a safe. And that's how you clean a gun. 
<laughs> and that's how you dust fingerprints. <laughs>